And welcome back. This is the Portland Morning Brew, the 2024 edition. We have eased into January out of December, and uh, we've all survived it. We've just we just have to remember to put two four instead of two three, and that's going to be a lot of fun for a lot of people. That's always a challenge. This morning we're joined by our mayor, Mike Callis. Mike, good morning. Good to be with you, Troy. It's good to have you, and uh, hopefully we can catch up on some things that are going on. Um, I know one of the things you mentioned is the Preserving Portland. Uh, we also can talk about, um, you know, if there's anything going on uh, that maybe people aren't aware of, uh, some new things coming into town. I noticed there's some movement out there on 52 East out by Dairy Queen, and a lot of people probably aren't aware of what's going on out there, so maybe we can touch on that as well. But, Absolutely. Uh, how, did, how did you survive the holidays? Everything come out okay? Oh, we're blessed. Uh, always uh, enjoy that time. Uh, my parents are still living, so we we gather at their house on Thanksgiving and Christmas. And mm-hmm. I told somebody the other day, Troy, we've been eating the same menu since I've been born for Thanksgiving <laughs> and Christmas Day. And, right. and I look forward to it, you know. That's right. That's right. It, it doesn't ever get old and uh, when it's, um, you know, we went to my grandmother's in Bedford County for years. And after she passed, it was like nobody really picked up the torch 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And then aunts and uncles had passed. And, and, you know, most of that family, there are just not many left anymore. And it's really changed. Thank goodness. Um, and I'm, I'm very, very thankful that my wife's family still is very close and we're able to go to her parents and and uh, and still have that closeness that unfortunately sometimes you lose on one side or the other because of you know uh, death, people moving away, people doing this and that. But yeah, really good to hear that you still have that. That's wonderful. Yeah, you know it's it's a natural progression. I mean, when my grandmother passed on, I mean, you know, the different family units there kind of started hosting their own. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, that'll that'll happen. I'm sure. You know, when it's my time for my parents to pass on, well, there'll be changes there and how we how we gather right. and do that. But for now, we enjoy it. Listen, we get some turkey and country ham, and uh, I'm all things right in the world if I get that. So that's right. That's right. Well, hopefully, um, you know, traditions will continue through children and and uh that's been my hope that mine will see what we've done and and that my older ones do try to hang on to things we we still go to my mother's on christmas eve morning and everybody gathers and we've even gotten away from we're not worried about gifts it's not gifts let's get together let's eat let's talk that's let's right. reconnect you know and and we just decided this past year we're not we're not bringing gifts everybody's worried about it and then and the next thing you know you're just exchanging gift cards because nobody knows what to buy and that's right and it's not about all that and when you get your head focused on that and get your heart in the right place it really does make for more enjoyment with family we we had a much better time this year yeah my wife made us a uh, one of those saran wrap balls that's about as twice the size of a basketball. And so we all gathered in a big circle and she loaded it with like gag gifts to cash mm-hmm. and everybody had a timer and, you know, we laughed and enjoyed ourselves and it was yep. just 
funny, yep. right? So we enjoyed exactly. our time messing with that. So we we actually played bingo. There you uh, go. My my mother put gifts under the tree and numbered them for, and we played five games of bingo. And whoever won the round of bingo got to pick out one of the gifts. Hey, that's and, a good uh, idea. I like that. Yeah, it worked out fantastic. We had a really good time, and uh, uh, I, I never did win, but that's okay. <laughs> it didn't really matter. But I enjoyed watching and hearing all the, you know, the comments of everybody, you know, just, come on, come on, get get another B number, get another whatever. And, and so everybody had a good time. I think it was a really neat change. And for her, at 80... Uh, 87 to come up with that idea was pretty neat. She went and bought the game and everything. So, well, that's a good idea. That may be something for us to incorporate. I, in our saran wrap ball, I won a facial mask uh, <laughs> that uh, my oldest granddaughter was excited to put this nasty, wet thing on my face. And so I sat there and my skin was glowing, Troy, <laughs> after it was over. So it was good. <laughs> Well, we should have videoed this one. We could have we could have seen the new glow. <laughs> That's right. Um, let let's get into a little bit of 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 uh, city business, uh, Mike. First, let's talk about the preserving Portland since I've got the note down, and let's get that in because I know you said that's coming up this month. Yeah, you know we've been working on a comprehensive land use plan for the city. The city's never had a comprehensive plan. We have done a couple of small pockets here there. But uh, we set out to do one over the entire community. Where do we want growth, the types of growth? What does that look like? We've been doing online uh, polls. Uh, that is still going on. You can go to the city's website, uh, cityofportlandtn.gov, and you can find the Preserving Portland uh, poll there to take. We encourage you to do that. We've had a pretty good response. We've put the information out in utility bills to let people know it's there. We've posted on LED signs. We've had some public engagement meetings. Uh, that's what this one will be. This will be a town hall that will be over to Temple Theater on January 25th. That's on a Thursday. Uh, be open up about uh, 5.30 and we'll kick off at 6 o'clock. We'll have a panel, have a keynote speaker, some discussion, opportunities to kind of talk about where we are in the plan as we get ready to move forward. And we'll be adopting this plan. This will be a guide for us we start thinking about development. Hey, what kind of development do we want there? Uh, and we'll try to follow this plan going forward to the best of our ability. Of course, you know, plans can be updated over time. Uh, matter sure. of fact, we've been doing a corridor plan going out to 10931. That's worked well for us. Uh, we've adjusted it a couple of times as needed, but I'm excited about this. It's a great opportunity for people to have their voices, their uh comments incorporated into this that's that's the important part it's it's the people's community we want to hear what they think uh, mm -hmm. needs to be done and we've got consultants that are putting all of this information together for us they've been able to pull out a lot of data that we look at so yeah so that's january 25th thursday at 5 30 to temple theater if you get a chance to come out all right wonderful wonderful Always good to hear about those kind of activities. I love the fact that Portland is a community that involves the community. And uh, I just think that's wonderful. Yeah, you um, know, one of the things that we just done uh, not long ago, and it was the same process, was the park master plan. Mm -hmm. uh, we did surveys. We brought citizens in and asked anybody to come and, and comment. 
And we took that plan and we just went about three weeks ago, I guess, and they awarded us the, you know, that big four foot cardboard check that you get when you do grants. And so the city of Portland received almost $1.6 million mm-hmm. in a park grant that will go to new irrigation for the golf course and mm-hmm. a new splash pad at Richland Park. And all of that was came about because we did the master plan, the master park plan that we had our community to get involved in. So these things are important. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, speaking of some growth and some changes, I've noticed there is uh, some ground being moved and things going on out on 52 East out past Dairy Queen. And a lot of people may not know what's going on out there or what industries are coming. Um, is And I know at one time there was a kind of a hold up. There was some issues going on with maybe water or water pressure. But I know that uh, apparently with things moving out there, maybe we've got these two new industries coming in. Yeah, so we're fortunate that breaking ground there next to the Dairy Queen, and and it appears they have everything in place to move forward. We're going to have a new Waffle House open up there on 52. I'm excited about that, Troy. Listen, I love a good all-star breakfast. Oh, my gosh. Me, too. Me, so, too. So, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So, they're out there right now, I believe, doing the sewer line. Mm-hmm. Uh, to take care of that that's going in. Uh, we did have a water issue. We had adopted the 2018 building codes, and part of that is Appendix B. And in Appendix B, it had a new set of fire flows for fire protection. Mm-hmm. And inside of that, that changed the amount of volume and PSI that a residential development or commercial or industrial development would need. And because of that, it requires some upgrades to systems. And so that was kind of a drawback there at the beginning. On this particular project, uh, we got with the council, had some meetings about things that could be done. We've already had some developer contributions take place. So the engineering is going on on the water line now. You'll be seeing that construction take place to upgrade a section down 52 to the necessary size to make sure water flow is there. Mm-hmm. So we're looking forward to seeing that. There's a couple of other lots that are for sale. I know there's been some interest. We're hoping that through that area, is more retail is kind of our focus in that area. Mm-hmm. And then we've had some a uh, couple of new buildings uh, come on out at the industrial park. Mm-hmm. Uh, one has uh, already have employees going in that. That's called Arrowhead. Uh, they hope to get up around four or five hundred employees out there working, and they consolidated about four different places around the country into the facility out here at Portland. And so we're excited for them. There's another uh, large building that hopefully we'll hear about a tenant soon out there. It's another over half million square foot building. And then we've got a, a over 600,000 square foot building. We hope to hear about a tenant soon that's right behind Shoals Industry there mm-hmm. on 52 West. So, you know, a lot of exciting things taking place and a lot of interest in our community. Wonderful. Now, what uh, what is the business of Arrowhead? Are they a distributor or what do they do? Yeah, so they they do a little combination of things. And so the the best way they put it to me was that they deal with engines and parts for things that are off-road. Everything from chainsaws to snowmobiles. 
Okay. Okay. And uh, so looking at that company, when they were first coming in, they had made major purchases globally of other companies, everything from a company that would provide nuts and bolts to different parts. So they have it underneath their umbrella, the suppliers, it looks like, that they need for all their products there. And so they'll be uh, hopefully up and running. The last count I had, I think they were getting close to 100 employees, you know, ramping up out there, getting all the training and everything going. So hopefully things will go well. They originally built a a half million square foot building and had talked about maybe carrying it to a million square foot. Mm -hmm. So, So we'll see how things progress for them, but we're pretty excited. And, you know, with Exit 121 taking place, that particular Uh, industrial area there on Vaughn Parkway has been a huge draw. We've seen a lot of interest come into that particular area. Mm -hmm. And now uh, TDOT just officially announced uh, two weeks ago, uh, they've changed how they're going to operate when it comes to road building projects. And so TDOT just released their first ever 10-year physically constrained project list where they guarantee that all projects on that list will be completed and completed in the time frames that they have listed. And in that list, both the northern and the southern leg of the Portland Bypass are in that list. Awesome. And so we're excited to see this project hopefully start construction within a year. Uh, They are in the process of purchasing, uh, making offers to purchase the right-of-ways that are needed for the northern leg uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, working on the southern leg properties as well. And that will be a a big difference for our community. Uh, Mm -hmm. We'll get the semi-trucks out of the center of town unless they have business in the center of town, unless they're making deliveries or something of that nature that they'll be able to traverse between I-65 and I-40, take the bypass, and then get from the northern end to the southern end of town without having to come through the middle of our main street. Yeah, that that will be a welcome change. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, you can't really blame the trucks and the truck drivers for not wanting to, to take 40 into Nashville and go through Nashville and come up 65. It, it's understandable. Uh, why they do what they do, it's just a nuisance for us. And, I, and I, I'm with you. I look forward to that change. I love the downtown area, um, but it will be nice to be able to come through there and not worry about, you know, boy, it's a little narrow for these trucks and it's a little scary at times. It sure is. And so we're looking forward to that. And from a safety standpoint, it'll ease up traffic congestion for us as well. To, to have some traffic be able to route around. It doesn't need to come through the center of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, mm-hmm. during this whole process with this 10-year plan, they're going to be widening the rest of I-65. Of course, we're working on the first section between the state line and exit 112, and they'll be working all the way out to Rivergate. I, 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 the last plan i seen, technically, they were supposed to start at Rivergate first, but they started on the leg here in the Portland area because of the soils. Uh, and they said, you know, we'll end up spending way more money keeping it up and going. And they're still just doing it now. So that's reason why you see them. They dug out about three foot of undercut under mm-hmm. the existing interstate and put the necessary rock in so it'll stay together. 
Mm -hmm. I think once they complete this section, and matter of fact, they're ahead of schedule. So let me share this with you. I think that uh, the last information I got is they are now about seven, eight months ahead of schedule. Wow. Which is great. Uh, you know, they were given an incentive. Jones Brothers got the contract. Matter of fact, at that time, Troy, that was the largest TDOT contract ever released was this sectioning of widening from the state line to exit 112 is $160 million. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. they've actually have incentives. If they come in early, they'll get a, a considerable bonus. Nice. So they've been working hard seven, eight months, probably ahead of schedule right now. That's exciting. I think they'll probably jump up to the Rivergate area and then start heading back this way because one of their biggest problems is the long hollow Millersville exits for yeah. all the traffic. They have yeah. a lot of backups there. So, you know, be a lot of construction for the next few years on that section of 65. But once it's all completed, we'll be glad of it. Right, right. Yeah, I don't, uh, I think after they got started on it, I made it a habit to, uh, of course, from where I live, it's easy to run down 174, go to Gallatin, hit Vietnam Vets, go into Nashville, what little I have to go. But it amazed me, and, and I had just not been out there a lot, how it drastically changed the appearance out there, the interchange and how everything looks so different. I mean, even when they first started, it looked a lot different. But now as it's really coming together, uh, for those of you, if you haven't been out that way, if you just don't have the need, go take a look. It's it's amazing uh, the difference and how all of that looks and how it's going to flow. And it's going to be really, really nice. Uh, as yeah, one, of, one of the things that they did uh, doing this whole process was making sure that a set distance from the shoulder of the interstate back, they removed all the trees. And I know some folks say, oh, wait a minute, why are you getting rid of all the trees? Well, during ice storms or wind events, those trees were so close to the interstate that we, over the years, we've had problems where trees were falling into the interstate. Right. And so right. during this construction, they cleaned the property backwards, removed all those trees. And so just going forward, when it gets finished, if you have another ice storm or a major wind event, the interstate won't be blocked in that area. So that was one mm -hmm. of the reasons behind doing that. And one of the other things, and we just had a meeting here uh, early in December, getting ready. Hopefully soon, we're going to see exit 121, the on-ramps and the off-ramps. We're going to start seeing the construction start there on the high-mass lighting project for that inter uh, particular interchange. It's really dark out there since that opened up at the end of 2019. So we've worked with TDOT. We've worked with some other partners. Uh, so we're looking forward to have that high-mass lighting to have that very visible to you at night while you're going out. So I'm excited about that. So we mm -hmm. just had another engineering review uh, on that particular plan, and I'm looking forward to that to start. Yeah, absolutely. That does make a big difference. Uh, one other little um, project that I had uh, crossed my mind, of course, this is related to the Chamber of Commerce podcast, is I know they are remodeling and working on their move. How is the, How is that building coming along? Oh, you know, they've made a lot of progress. And one thing they didn't plan on doing was remodeling both spaces at the same time. <laughs> they had a <laughs> they had a water break in their office they're in right now that has uh created a little difficulty in there. So oh, no. they're remodeling at their current space because they didn't have no choice. They had some problems. 
but the the old farmers bank's coming along well uh i'm going to be so excited to see some of the things that are going to be happening there i believe that building troy was originally built in 1964 Mm-hmm. Uh, so it needs some upgrades, electrical, and some other things. In fact, we've been working on some situations dealing with utilities there to help that that process out. And so I, it's going. What a great addition that's going to be to our community. They'll have more mm-hmm. space for small business and a lot of different things right in the middle of our town. So I'm excited for them. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's going to be a great fit. Um, and, and, you know, of course, anything that came along in 63, 64, we all need a little remodeling. Uh, That's I right. I have some myself. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my, uh, my little house uh, out here in, uh, in the Fairfield or, or Oak Grove area uh, was probably built in the late 70s. And over the course of, you know, different fam- uh, two other families had lived here, I think, earlier, and, and a lot of kids have grown up here, and they were all probably terrible about reversing the doors on the bathtub, and the water would run out between the doors and getting the floor wet and not drying it up and such as that. <laughs> so we're, we're replacing subfloors, and things like that happen as, you know, older, older structures, they got to have a little maintenance. That's just part of it. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. I, I know they have been up there in the current space for uh, quite a while. And uh, I know when uh, one of the companies that came in that I worked for, they were gracious, even though it was crowded, they were gracious to always give us room up there to interview people and try to get people in. But this is going to really make a difference in having some usable space for companies coming in and, and local business. I, I think this will be great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, when they get that done, we'll be we're planning on some work in the big parking lot behind them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some uh, plans drawn up about some things that we'd like to do. A lot of folks don't realize because it's something internally that we do, but the parking lot that we oftentimes refer to as the gazebo parking lot mm-hmm. on the other side. That's parking lot A. The parking mm-hmm. lot behind the Farmer's Bank, Old Farmer's Bank, is called Parking Lot B. Mm-hmm. And then the parking lot C is out in front of City Hall running down in front of the temple. So when we redid the gazebo parking lot, which is parking lot A, one of the things that you noticed that when we we paved that and striped it, we also numbered all the parking spaces. Mm-hmm. This is really helpful when we do events, festivals, and all that. We're hopefully going to be able to move forward on parking lot B. We need some lighting, some curbing, some things done of that nature. When we get that finished and get that paid, we'll number that as well. Mm-hmm. And then we've got a grant, a surface transportation block grant in the works now to do a little paving on Kirby Drive as well as South Russell out in front of City Hall down through here. When mm-hmm. we get that done, we'll number those parking lot C. So when we have all the strawberry parades and we have all of the fall festivals and all these things that are going in place, it's much easier for the chamber to assign a spot to a vendor right. and say, hey, you're in parking lot B number 32. Right, so right. Looking Makes forward sense. to that. Yeah. yeah, that will be a big help. Well, Mike, what else do we have going on before we wrap up? We've covered uh, preserving Portland. We've talked about uh, my f- mine and my wife's favorite place. And a lot of people are like, oh, you like to go down to Texas Roadhouse or go here and that? Nope. We just go to Waffle House. We're good. <laughs> and That's now right. it's even closer. So I'm I'm really excited about it. But and we've covered, I, I we've, too. 
yeah, we've yeah, talked uh, we've talked about that. We've talked about the new industries, Arrowhead, some things going on. We've talked about the bypass, which is wonderful, and the interstate and all that going on. That's a lot. Uh, that's a lot for a, for a community our size. Anything else that we've missed? Well, we're also continuing to upgrade a lot of things at our parks system. Uh, we have gone to a full 18-hole disc golf course at Richland. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's been completed. I think we're going to see a lot of extra use on that as springtime comes in because we finished the second nine a little later in the year. Uh, we have added a new sand volleyball courts at Meadowbrook. We've got some other things. Like I said, we're going to be working on this splash pad design as we get ready to go forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, we had to close the swimming pool out at Richland Gym simply because of the cost and the problems it had. But the good news is we're looking at, when we looked about what it takes to remodel it versus a full build, it looked like the price was going to be about the same, Troy. So I think what we're going to do is try to put it in the design to create like a water-style park where the swimming pool gets moved over close to where the splash pad is. We'll utilize that space where the old swimming pool is, and we're going to do some revamping inside of Richland Gym. We just put brand new air conditioning in there. That that gym has been built since 1947, I believe, Troy. It's never had air mm-hmm. conditioning in it. Right. And so right. we put air conditioning in it and going to start using that more and more uh, for events and looking forward to getting that gym back up to where we have a free play going on inside that gym like it was when I was a kid and making sure we have somebody on site there to take care of that. So a lot of things coming in the, in the works for that. I'm excited. And as we get ready to work on this new irrigation system at uh, Dogwood Hills Municipal Golf Course, they're going to take that whole area to new heights. They've done a great job out there. They've changed how the greens look and everything since the city bought that. So Man, I tell you what, I think that's going to be a happening place when we get all this irrigation done. Good, 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 good. It's always good to hear progress and and uh, things are going on. Uh, that's the the wonderful thing about living in a smaller town, especially one that's taken care of. And we really appreciate everything that that you and and the council and everybody is doing here in Portland to make this a wonderful place to live. It's just a great community. It is, and I'm so thankful for our city employees. Man, they do a great job. And, you know, we actually operate in a way that some towns much bigger than us don't even have the same amenities that we do as far as in-house from local government. You know, for instance, our friends in Hendersonville, they're 60,000 people, but yet they don't have any utilities. So Mm -hmm. their utilities are supplied by utility districts, and it's not a city function here. We have water, sewer, natural gas, and and we pick up our own sanitation and do all those types of things. So we have a lot going on. We may be smaller in demographic numbers, but our footprint and our operations are pretty huge. And our employees, they just do an awesome job. I'm so thankful for them, and and they're, they're what keeps us going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mike, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule. Thanks for all that you're doing. And I want to wish you a very happy, prosperous, blessed new year as well. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. Thank you, my friend.